get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. My name is Fergus. I'm full of cold, as are my guests. Um, they're full of cold and cough, so we'll be on and off mute throughout. You are watching uh, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. On tonight's show, I'm going to be joined by uh, my old sidekick, old man Trev, 77 years old and still kicking. Um, I'm going to be uh, joined by Big Steve, well... Not so big, Steve. And uh, in a few minutes, uh, Scunny uh, Mike is going to join us. Um, Seventy-seven. You're looking well for it, aren't you? Thanks, mate. I'm, I'm feeling. I'm, I'm full of cold, just like you. I can't remember kissing you at the weekend, Fergus. We both seem to have colds, mate. By the way, I'm, mate, uh, I was that. I was that drunk. I can't remember nothing. <laughs> old old was a judge, and I can remember you being drunk. You were a nightmare. By the way, I called it a Leeds fan. <laughs> I'm your local Cockney banker. Well, I think that's what they were calling me, but I'm not 100% certain, Fergus. Well, uh, I, I, I got offered to, I got offered to be... Uh, well, me and Potsy were walking back from uh, the uh, the away pub to the stadium, and uh, um, they, they were going to spark Potsy out and slash my Cockney CU throat. And I turned around and said, well, I'm Irish. Does that still count? But hey, listen, overall, it was fantastic. Very hospitable. There's always idiots everywhere. You know what, mate? Um, for actually supporting their side, they do an admirable job because they were still going at it when they were 4-1 down. But it has to be said, they're not the nicest of people. Some of them are not the nicest of people outside the ground, are they? They weren't very hospitable at all. But we can leave it at that, mate, because we had a nice win. We leave it there. Um, we are going to be joined by the man who actually read the memo, because uh, I didn't read my own memo, because uh, I, I also, Potsy was due to be on tonight, but he obviously was kissing me on, um, uh, well, we were that drunk when we'd done the podcast on um, Saturday night. Uh, he's bound to have caught this lurgy off me. But I did say to Scunny, um, Scunny, wear a Christmas hat. Uh, Scunny... You read the memo, didn't you? <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Yeah, somebody's got to do it. I, I, to be honest, I, I'll try and find one, but uh, it's, it's going to be unlikely. It's going to be unlikely you, you between now and then. You two are just slacking, then. absolute slacking. Oh. I, don't, I know, I know, it's awful. No way am I it's wearing awful. that hat. There's no way I'm rubbing the rest of my little bit of hair off. No way am I. <laughs> well, mate, with that, with, with that red top and you wear a hat, well, Jesus, you had the kids lining up behind you. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, I won't um, and uh, our, our fourth guest to join us is uh, Big Steve. Big Steve is not very animate right, right now. Um, well, actually, he's not even that big anymore. Um, big Steve has done really well recently. We... And uh, how many how many stones, pounds, uh, kilos? Almost, almost eleven stones. So I'm ten stone nine down. And that was about yeah. a year ago. That that was when I was last up in Sunderland. I'm back in Sunderland now after thrashing Sunderland last night um yeah so so yeah it's 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 great to have have lost that much and be able to enjoy the Emirates and walking around and jumping up the stairs at Holloway Road if need be like yeah and it's great and we got the producer in the background as well normally normally works behind the scenes but the producer's in the background so (laughs) Um, (laughs) listen what we're going to do guys oh it's an Arsenal uh, Christmas well done Mike you've you've excelled yourself (laughs) 
You've excelled yourself. <laughs> um, Kieran says, "Keep it up, little Steve." Uh, well, he's mid, he's mid, medium Steve medium right now, Steve. but he's gone on there. Uh, hello to everyone in the chat, Pat, Arnie, Nobby. Uh, really good to have you on again. Um, I don't know if many of you watched. Um, I know Scunny joined me and Potsy on. Well. I accused Potsy of being anchored uh, on Saturday night, but as I listened towards the end of that podcast, I think I joined him in the same camp. Uh, we were severely, severely inebriated, but it was a good podcast and people joined in and chatted in. Unfortunately, there was a little bit of echo, but if you did enjoy it, um, we will do something again similar to that. Not drunk, but maybe sober. We'll get different people join us. Uh, it was good fun. Um, myself and Potsy travelled up to Leeds on um on saturday morning uh and we just we listened to the radio the whole way up and you were hearing about things like the villa or the burnley uh game with burnley travel down to villa was cancelled two hours beforehand and even when we're having a beer and we checked into the hotel we're thinking it's gonna be cancelled it's gonna be cancelled trev you went there you saw i saw you up there uh you were a bit camera shy uh just before the game um uh, what did you think do you think it was going to go ahead did you think it might get cancelled no, I'd no doubt it'd go ahead, folks. It was the only game left of the day, and it was the television game. So, yeah, I'd no doubt it was going to go ahead, mate. I, I, I was over the moon that I managed to avoid you till we got in the ground. I was having a good day, but then you caught up with me in the ground, and I talked to you. But other than that, it, it was, uh, it, it, it was. I had no doubt it was going ahead. It, I had no doubt, I, you know. And uh, people are saying, you know, other teams have now got games in hand in us, but on us, but we have won the games that we've played while others haven't been playing. So I'm quite happy to have them points on the board. Fourth place over the moon. Very happy with it. And we've got to continue it now and push on. And January transfer window, which we'll talk about in a bit, is key, I think. Absolutely key, Ferg. Totally, totally, totally. Uh, Scunny, uh, you couldn't make it because you overspent on the piss for your birthday and um, Father Christmas had uh, sent you a big bill as well, so you couldn't make it. But you did make an appearance um, just at the right opportunity when we're trying to get around the Leeds loop and we have done about six laps thanks to your um, uh, perfectly timed phone call. Thank you very much well, for that, by the I way. I thought I'd try and time it as best I could and I know how aggravated and stressful that Leeds loop is and it, how, how <laughs> mentally especially the traffic lights are as well, how mental they are around that loop. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I'm, it, glad it, I got, it, I'm glad I caught you at the right time when you was driving around, to be fair. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what. I'm, I'm just here, I turn... just, uh, I just, I'm here to cause trouble, and I always do it with this. <laughs> <laughs> with a smile. Potsy kept on turning down the radio, and I'm going, for Christ's sake, that's what I'm... I, I, I never have the sound on the nav until I get right to my destination where I don't know it. So, yeah, that was it. Um <laughs> There's a couple of comments in there. Uh, nice to see you were well, well oiled. Um, uh, and uh, we were smashed. Yes, we were. Uh, we did start at one o'clock in the afternoon and we were drinking two pinters in the um, in the dry salter earlier on. Um, Steve, the lineup, same starting lineup, uh, same starting 11 for four games in a row, the first time in, in six and a half years for this mm -hmm. to happen. Um, what did what did you make of the lineup? No, Aubameyang, Ben White uh, returning to Ellen Road after spending a season on loan up there. What did you make of the, the lineup? Brief, brief bit on that. Yeah, I, I, th I thought, you know, we, we had a had a good, you know, the lineup worked. Here's me, little mate. Yeah, the lineup worked uh, the week before. Um, so, yeah, stick stick with stick with it and um good to see martinelli staying in the side good to see you know ben white and gabriel continuing um 
yeah, I wouldn't have made any changes, and I'm glad. I'm glad I said I didn't. Trev, what did you make of the lineup? Um, clearly, um, Abamyang's in the cold, and uh, we will go on to the Sunderland game. He didn't even get didn't even get a look in in the Sunderland game ahead of Pepe, who I would have thought was further down the ranks. If I'm honest, um, he's done, isn't he? Oh, he couldn't get in the side on form at the moment, couldn't he? If we're honest, I mean, our we, we've actually started scoring goals from people running on through balls. Our left-sided striker scored two goals on Saturday against Leeds, um, something we've not had all season and most of the previous season. So, yeah, uh, on form, uh, Alabama Yang couldn't get in the side at the moment. It shouldn't be in the side. Not good enough. And I don't think we need to say any more about him, really, Fergus. We don't need... We do a... We all speculate, us fans, don't we, about what goes on in, in players' lives. And we don't know. I mean, maybe in a lot of trouble. I don't know. So all, all we need to say, all I need to say personally, is that he won't get in the side on form. He hasn't been good enough. We've got better players, playing better and scoring more goals. So, you know, that's it. It's a really fair comment. Just gone through the lineup for people who are listening on the audio. We were looking at Ramsdale, Tommy Asu, White, Gabriel. In the centre, uh, and Tierney. And in the centre, we had a party in uh, Shaka pairing. Uh, Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli and Lacazette up top. Um, Mike, um, opening 15 minutes, there was chances for Laka and uh, Saka. What, what did you make of that opening period? There was a lot of pressure on Leeds. And look, credit to Leeds, where 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 things are, are, are where credit's due, they could have easily probably shouted up probably one COVID case and get get got that game called off. They had a 15-year-old on the bench. They were squad number 45 and 47. And they gave us a game, especially in the first half, didn't you think? Yeah, well, yeah. Early credit, in the first half. Credit I mean. where's credit's due, you know, like you say. Like you said there, they had that many injuries. They probably could have just said, oh, everyone's got COVID. <laughs> so, but there you go. It's it's the way it is, isn't it? So, but, you know, that's how you go through a season. Sooner or later, you're going to get hit with injuries. And that it happens to teams, so yeah, it's uh, we was in that sort of sense. Yes, we was probably lucky to face them without a few key players in there. But I still, with the form, with the form that we are in at the minute, I still think we probably would have beat them even if they had them key players. Um, because yeah, I, I think I, we're just pushing I, I, so far forward. Yeah, I, I, um, I do agree. I think the start, the style of play we got, and pushing forward, plus the the quality of their youth and uh, like you know. Bielsa sticks to his core 11, 12 players and half of those were gone. Um, he didn't have any Bamford. He didn't have, he didn't have a lot of players that we'd, he would normally have. So it, he was on the back foot. But again, uh, I, I've said it on Saturday night, I said it again earlier, but credit to them for actually turning up and, and giving us a game. And especially what uh, Treb said, 4-1 down, they're singing Marco Bielsa, uh, sorry, Marcus Bielsa, and they're singing it at the top of their voices. Um, I'd like to see uh, the North Bank of the clock end do that for Mikel Arteta if we're a four-one down, um, and 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 maybe we should uh, take a leaf out of, the, out of their book. But um, what our our Arsenal fans? Are, are, we, are we talking about the same style of fans here, Fergus? <laughs> no, no, I know, I know what you mean. No, I, uh, I go just want to go on to the quickly go, go, about the game go, go, and the, the player that stood out for me in that game, uh, other than Martinelli, was Martin Erdegaard. I thought he's he's had a fantastic game against Leeds. Leads. And I've noticed since Aubameyang's not really been in the squad, how much of a better player he looks with, you know, the players around him, you know, the people moving and 
like Saka moving forward better. You've got Lacazette, move, you know, giving extra movement to let these players come in. And Martinelli as well. I think um, Martin Erdegaard looks a better player without Aubameyang in the team. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. I, look, Martin Erdegaard, I didn't think he was a bad signing because of his age and the, the, the price we got him for 34 million. I thought even if we kept him for two years, we'd easily um, get a money back on the guy because he's a talented player. But I didn't think he was the, uh, the, the the superstar that everyone thought we're getting. But he seems to be uh, fitting. Trev, he, he seems to be fitting into the team a bit better because we talked about him briefly after the game, and you said how how you thought he improved. Yeah, I I think he's last few games I've seen a marked improvement in Odegaard. It's interesting what Scunny said because I didn't thought of that maybe it is something to do with with Alba not playing. But then again, we look a better side without Alba playing because he wasn't in form. He wasn't contributing as much as we'd like. Just want to quote a tweet. I saw a tweet on Saturday night after the game. And it, it made me smile because it just said, you know, we have to remember Leeds played their kids. They played their kids, you know. But then again, so did we. We played our kids, you know. So just just bear that in mind. It was, uh, it, Odegaard did look a class act. I thought I think that the, the forward players are playing with with a bit more freedom now. They seem to be they seem to be all over the park a bit more. And their energy levels, particularly from Martinelli, it's no wonder he goes down with cramp in the last five minutes. He absolutely runs himself into the ground. That kid, admirable, absolutely admirable. And two, are we moving on to the goals yet, Ferg? Two. Yeah, I, would, I, would, I, would, I was going to talk about. Well, the sight lines in the ground were, were poor, but um, where we were towards the back, um, your view would have been better because you were a bit more forward. Uh, we had pillars in the way, and there was a, a shout for a penalty for Shaka, which was outside the box. Uh, but then the ball breaks free to Martinelli, and it's 1-0. I've turned around to Potsy, gone, nah, I don't think that's a penalty, is it? And then I missed the actual goal because of where the pillar was and everything <laughs> else. Um, uh, Trev, talk about that, and then I want to go to Steve on that. Yeah, well, it was it was a wonderful finish. Um, I was I I I was in row one, Fergus. I got away from them posts. I wasn't. My seat wasn't in row one, and I'm not condoning moving. But if it gets like five or ten minutes into the game, and no one comes in, and you see an empty seat in row one at Leeds, you go and jump in it. So I was in row one, got away from them posts, and it was a uh, it was a you know. You can read a bit of luck into every goal. Yeah, Lacker went down. Didn't think it was a penalty. Lacker doesn't get given much by referees nowadays. He's got a reputation, hasn't he? And the referees look very closely whenever he goes down and, and, and often don't give was it. Was it Lacker or Shaka that went down? Sorry, I thought it was Shaka. I, th- I oh, thought it was Shaka. No, oh, maybe. it was Shaka. Yeah. Well, then he, there you go. Whoever went down, it weren't a yeah. freak. Sorry, boys. But the finish Roll, from... The view in roll one was great, wasn't it? <laughs> The finish from Martinelli was Martinelli was spectacular, and it? it was just lovely, not rushed, not no panic from the young kid. knew exactly where he was going to put it. Young goalkeeper got half an hand on it, but never never going to save it. So yeah, very happy with it. Very happy with it. The, the Leeds fans in that corner weren't very happy when they kept going over there celebrating, were they? No, they, no, they weren't, and we'll we'll, we'll get into that. Um, Steve, what did you make of Martinelli's? Um, goal and um, Shaka then assisted Martin La for the second as well. But that 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 assist I thought was really really good. Hang on, uh, yeah. just be quiet, all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
what I loved about about that first goal is, is I, I I haven't watched it back since since the other day, but I think it was probably a 50-50 call for whether it was a penalty. Um, but my first thought when when I was watching it was that the referee played the advantage because Martinelli was was about to pounce on the ball. But I loved the fact that. Saka, Laka, Xhaka was on the floor. They're all looking at the referee and Martinelli's just focused on the ball. Martinelli knows yeah. it, it, whistle's not gone. I'm going for it. And that's he caught Play some of the whistle. Leeds players yeah. off. He caught the Arsenal players off. And, and that's the sharpness that we've lacked in this side for a little while. Um, Mike's, you know, touched on, on the Erdegaard thing and, and, and again, just, Coming back to that briefly, I think he was he was so sharp against Leeds, and he, he was pretty good last night as well. Um, but just him and Martinelli coming back in at the side, not having a Bamiyang just trouncing around, it just there is that little bit of uplift where we lacked before, and that's coming from the middle, and that's coming from out wide. Um, then even more so when Smith Rowe comes on, but Xhaka, uh, uh, apart from. Um, a couple of moments where I think we're all <laughs> calling him an absolute div. I thought he had a solid game, I th- and and that assist for Martinelli was was quality. Just saw right. saw the run, saw him splitting the defenders, <laughs> saw the run splitting the defenders, and it was brilliant. And and I tell you what, you know, Meslier was not going getting anywhere right. near that. Mike, um, Martinelli, and 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 later, um, Saka gets a third, uh, the third goal in the in in the in the first half. His fourth goal of the season. Um, we're getting more goals from those areas. Um, John um, Kremen in the chat says, um, and and let's not uh, discuss the Sunderland bit yet. But you know, Leeds. If 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 we faced a better Leeds, he feels that we could have lost. So that's, I, I thought we were solid despite the weak, weakened um, oppositions. What, what do you think of the third goal and his comment? Uh, well, yeah, the third goal was uh, I enjoyed. It. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and it's nice to see Saka getting on the score sheet because I don't, I don't personally feel he's great in front of goal. Uh, I think the first, I think his first shot uh, was a bit wayward, and I, he probably could have hit that the first time round, and we probably would have been one up then. But, but yeah, at least he's, you know he's finishing his the chances that he does get on the odd occasion. So, yeah, it's nice to see him get goals and stuff. And the work up to it was really good. Um, I also, like I say, going back on Martin, I know I'm going back on Martinelli now, but um, I think I've had discussions with you guys before about Martinelli. He causes chaos in the team against other teams. And this is what we need from a player like that. Someone who causes chaos. He drives at players. He drives at the other teams. And you can see... How, what that causes as well. Okay, yes, it wasn't the top lead side. You know, it won't. It wasn't the, the lead's first eleven. But at the end of the day, you got. You got. You can only beat who's in front of you. You know, if this is the case that, you know, it wasn't their first eleven. There's been times where we've gone out as an Arsenal team and we've been Brentford, decimated Brentford, with in, look at Brentford. Look at Man City. Yeah, exactly. We look at that. Um, so yeah, there is times that we're going to go out, and you know, there's still another fair few games left in the season, chances are there's going to be a couple more injuries to come in there as well. So we're going to be decimated in sooner or later. You've just got to beat what's in front of you and this is all we can do. And I don't feel like we could have lost against a better lead side. You know, I said it went at the start. Um, 
I don't think it really would have I, mattered. It I might not have was... been. I don't. I don't think it probably would have been four one. Yeah, but it, you know, it might have been the tighter game. Yeah, would have won. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think if we faced the Leeds of last year, uh, last season, against the Arsenal of last season, um, I, I would have probably gone in there thinking we nick a 2-1 or maybe it could be a draw. But, you know, that, I, 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 I disagree with, with John there. That, you know, yes, we did pay, play a week inside, but, you know, you can only play what's put in front of you. And, and that's the same happening right across the league right now because the Premier League have put a ruling in that if you've got 13 outfield players and a goalkeeper fit, you're playing, um, yeah. and and that's it. Um, Trev, after um, Saka's third goal, you touched on it earlier. Um, they uh, he went and celebrated in front of the crowd in the corner with with his teammates who were warming up. And Andrew Mariner asked him to celebrate away from the Leeds fans, clearly because of what was happening beforehand. And then uh, later there was uh, Rob Holding apparently who went to the fourth official and said that there had been some abuse. That was before Listen, the fourth goal, uh, third goal, Fergus. The, uh, the abuse. Oh, was it? It was about the thirty odd minute when uh, it all come about with Rob Holding and stuff. Okay, well, I'm not the impression that that Mariner stopped him celebrating in that corner after what went Because on. of that reason. Yeah. Okay. Martinelli, he hadn't helped him out as he did what most, what not not what most, what a lot of professional goal scorers do. When he scored his goals, he was going down that corner, he was cupping the ear, he was he was stirring the Leeds fans up and they're not difficult to stir up the Leeds fans and and uh, our mate Ramsdale was at it down with, with the fans behind his goal he got whacked in the back of the head by something that they threw at him after he gave them some. So I think that, in fairness, I'm quick enough to pick on ref, but I think Mariner was probably right to say, look, we've had a load of trouble. Rob Holding has, has, has done a great job here and, and highlighted something. Get out of this corner and let's calm it down and let's see if we can find out who was upsetting Rob Holding. I believe they've arrested someone and, and hopefully they have and he gets what's coming. Yeah, I, well, sp- I, spoke, I, spoke, to a, I spoke to a Leeds fan um, and, and it's a young 20-something-year-old and he's got a lifetime ban. <laughs> yeah, I saw Wrighty on on, on Wrighty put a little video on, and and uh, he's exactly right in, in what he said. You know, if that had been a black lad who got off that bench, the Arsenal bench, and uh, said, "Look, I'm being racially abused." Unfortunately, in the world we live in, it may not be viewed with as much seriousness as Rob Holding getting up and standing up as he did for one of his colleagues, one of his fellow players. So it's wrong that that he's looked at in that way, but unfortunately, I think Ian Wright is right. It, it does happen. So Rob Holding standing up has, has been brilliant, and and he's been calm. He's not gesticulated. He's just been calm, and and um, I'm proud of him. And I, as you say, Fergus, if someone's got a, a life ban, then good. And let's hope there's many more if it continues, mate. Let's hope there's many more. Uh, by the way, Stevie, I've not forgotten you saying Jack had a good game. I'm waiting till I can come in on that, mate. Let's I said he had a solid good. game. I said he had a solid game, and he did, minus a couple so, of incidents. No difference. <laughs> well, we, we, we're going to, and you two can debate this. Then we're going to come in and talk about that minor incident that you talk about. Um, Shaka losing it. He stamps on Rafinha, who was the really own, only main threat that Leeds had. Um, and then there was a Tommy Asu foul, very same, uh, very similar to what Shaka did. Um, I think it was Gearhart on on um, Tommy Asu. I can't remember exactly, but he gets a yellow card, and Shaka gets away with nothing. Um, Trev, come first and talk to Steve. Right. Okay. Let's 
let's go back to the. I, 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 I'm, not, I am, I'm not picking on Xhaka, but I'm saying it how I see Xhaka. That's why I'm on this podcast, to say things how I see it, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you think I'm picking on Xhaka, so be it. But this is how I see it. The, the, the through ball for the Martinelli goal, he only played that ball because if you watch it back, Lacazette pointed the way. Mm-hmm. Lacazette showed him where Screaming at him. Right? Lacazette showed him where to play that pass. There was at least another three or four occasions in that game where Xhaka had 10, 12 yards in front of him, space to move into because the Leeds players were young, they were inexperienced, they were getting beaten, they were dropping off, dropping off, and they were leaving space. And Xhaka never used that space once. It was sideways or wing to the forward, wing to the forward, sideways. When there were through balls for runners every time, and he Hmm. missed those, right? And then we come down... Don't worry, Steve, I'll let you come back in a minute. Then we come down to the incident, right? And you've got to go back about 15, 20 seconds before the stamp when the petulant Xhaka was told off by the referee, right? We're not walking away from the ball. Now, he should have been booked for that. That is a bookable offence, right? But instead of walking away, the petulant clown, instead of walking away and thinking, I've got away with one here, Ten seconds later, he goes in and he studs up, stamps on a player. And 99% of the referees are sending him off for that, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm sorry, but I can't have that. I can't stand the man, right? And I can't have it. And I'm the, I'll tell you why I can't have it, right? Because I'm going to draw a comparison with a player who's a million times better than Granite Xhaka, right? I'm going to draw a comparison with Patrick Vieira, right? Because Patrick Vieira... Add that in him, right? He'd get angry and a couple of games a season, he'd get sent off for his petulance, right? But the reward you got from Patrick Vieira, Vieira was worth that, right? The reward outweighed the risk, right? The risk with Xhaka is he's going to get <laughs> sent off every other game, right? Or every few games. And the reward you get for risking that isn't enough. He's a petulant and we've got better and I don't want to see him in our team. Yeah, he played the through ball. He was he was he was told by Lacazette to play the through ball. Missed loads of passes into space. And I can't believe he got away with that stamp. It was totally different to the up to the lead tackle. It was a petulant stamp, and the bloke is a grade A dick. Steve? I, I I don't disagree. And this is why we have the debates every week when he's in the lineup as to why he shouldn't be in the lineup. But the fact What's is, his reaction? Was, yeah, <laughs> the fact is, he was in the lineup. He did play that through ball, regardless of whether Lacazette was screaming at him. He also drove the ball into the box to get Martinelli in the position to score the first goal. Um, there was a lot of sideways passing, as there always is with Granite Xhaka. Um, and you're not wrong, Trev. You're not wrong. But I just think, in terms of Granite Xhaka's good games and bad games, apart from those incidents, I think he had a solid game. Um, he shouldn't be in the team, um, and uh, you know that's that's a completely different debate because he was in the team. Um, but also, just the other thing, and as as much as I get the point, there is this idea that Xhaka is a red card machine, and even though he was lucky to stay on, he actually, I think, I see the other day, he's only actually had four red cards for us in the five or six seasons he's been here, which is. Quite oh, remarkable. I must have given him about forty in my in my support. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. Um, but, but no, I, I don't. I don't disagree. But he shouldn't. He shouldn't be starting. He shouldn't. I was so annoyed when I see him coming off the bench last night. 
he shouldn't be around the team. He shouldn't be in the squad. But when he is, you expect at least a performance like, you know, at bare I, You know what? I, I, how I, I spoke to Trev. I, sp- yeah, I spoke to Trev um, on. I spoke to Trev on the way back um, in the car, and the comment that you made there earlier about the v- comparison to Vieira, at least the risk and reward for Vieira, and he got what eight yellow, eight red cards in a season one time. But what he gave when he didn't get those red cards, they so were worth taking. Where Shaka, yeah. Shaka gets a red card against City, which was pathetic. Um, he looked like he should have had a red card against Leeds. Yeah. And, uh, you know, add to the other facts that you got with the, the Palace situation mm-hmm. and, 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 and so on. So, listen, let's move on. We're, we're half time. Say, can I just, um, I'm just going to get my two seconds yeah, yeah. quick. Um, yeah. I I thought he was doing all right. I didn't. I thought he was do it. Had an okay game, Jacker. I didn't think I he was having solid. a poor game. Solid. I thought he was having a half decent game. And when I saw, like Trev said, it was Lacazette. It was actually screaming at him to make that pass to go forward to Martinelli for his second goal. Um, for the and then obviously when he when I saw that and I saw what he was doing with the ref, I was thinking, oh god, here we go, here we go. He wants some time off for Christmas, this clown. <laughs> and then old be old, he went straight in with studs on someone, and I thought, I thought he was going. I honestly thought he was going to go red card straight away, but no, he got away with it. He got lucky, but um, you know, similar to what Irish Mick said gone. there, when he was injured, he wasn't missed. He wasn't. He wasn't. Nah, not this season. And that says it. That says it all about Xhaka there. And and, and, and and Matt comes along and says, who replaces him in the lineup? Because Arteta loves him. Like, you know, we are flogging a dead horse with Xhaka. And, and, and the, I, I can't say all the fan base, but a lot of the fan base aren't happy with him. And we can't see how... Listen, I, I, I sound like a stuck record. Aside from the, the Palace situation on the 29th of October 2019, um, not that it's stuck in my head, um, aside from the, the, the booing and the F off to the fans and everything else... I don't think he brings out the best in the team, um, and hence why I, I I I'd like him to move on. But Trev, who would you put in in his place? For me, Laconga. I think I just think Laconga might pa- uh, pair up with Party better, or even pair up with Maitland Niles better. Or you could even do Maitland Niles as a Shaka because they're they're a little bit more progressive in the way they they, they do football. Yeah, you're right. I, f- I think we've got to give. Laconga a chance he's, he's developing nicely um, just I'm going to go back to Xhaka for five seconds and I'll never mention him again <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen <laughs> of sliding a ball through more often like he did for the Martinelli goal if he saw those quicker and played the balls we would have scored at least two more goals on Saturday and that's my view and I'm going to stop at that we could play Laconga we could play Maitland Niles was it me or did I? I thought that Odegaard started the game a bit deeper last night, albeit against the League One side. I thought that Odegaard started deeper. There's loads of he played. He played, when, he see, played if, an eight and um, Smith rolled on the ten. Go on. If if you if you get part, I thought I think the party the last couple of games party has played, he started to show a bit of form and he's, he's improving. And if you get party playing well in the midfield in that deeper role, but you don't need. You don't need Jacker. You need a Lokonga, or you need someone that can run forward with a ball at their feet. And I tell you who I'm seeing play at the moment, thinking, "Wow, that ball boy runs well with a ball at his feet." It's Ben White. Ben White. If he gets back into a corner, he can play his way out. I'm so impressed with his ball skills on the ball. Um, so we have got options. Maybe not the ones we'd 
as good as you know the ones we'd like. We should give Lukonga a goal, I think, especially if Partey is starting to improve his form, which the last two games for me, he undoubtedly has, Fergus. He's undoubtedly got better. He got a shot on target so, on Saturday. Um, he did. He did. And it wasn't the moon either. Um, ben White, you talked about Ben White. Ben White conceded um, a foul, which was a penalty um, against Gerhard. Um, what are we but not uh, Shaka isn't good enough he never has been all the shouting finger point and smokescreen my dad of Fulham says uh, Milk turns quicker than Shaka yeah I think Shaka turns slightly quicker than Per Metasacker and you know he turns clo- slower than the Titanic so yeah I, 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 I agree with you there John <laughs> well you can turn yeah did, did, you, you're blowing smoke <laughs> up your own arse now for fun don't make me swear <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> it was <laughs> um, but but um, Ben White, uh, what Mike? What did you make of the foul? And was it just uh, you know uh, he went? <laughs> Kai has got there. <laughs> Kai has got that point. <laughs> Fifty yeah, points. Kai has got he's got full Mustafi for two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I just loved how he was clapping when he got up from the challenge. He was like, yeah, and then he was like, oh, just, uh, that, that that was to what? distract the ref, wasn't it? That's <laughs> yeah. all that was. That was a smoke screen. Even Ramsdale was clapping, thinking, yeah, we got away with this. Oh, shit. We are. No, we aren't. <laughs> Apologies for the swearing. But Trev... Don't Trev's worry. I, really I think that, right. that, that, that slipped a little. <laughs> but no, it's... No, I, I was going to say that, actually, to be fair, because I was never Mustafi's biggest fan. As, as If anybody watched us beforehand will well know that I was never Mustafi's biggest fan. Um, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think it was just a bit of a stupid moment and a stupid error, really. To be fair, he didn't really need to do it. To be honest, I think he probably could have led him out. But you know, in in Arsenal fashion with our defenders, someone's got to do a Mustafi every now and again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just to go, I'm going to say just go quick Forwards. on what you were saying about Lukonga and um, thing. I think AMN. I think he had two man of the man matches, and I think AMN deserves a good shot in the uh, midfield as well. Mm-hmm. To be fair, because he did pull out two. You know, the last couple of times he's been out, he man pulled some man, real, man of the match performances. Man of the man matches, Scunny, and you have a go at me, son. What's a man of the man match? It's it, it's similar to Martin L.A. Martin L.A. Heinz Martin. I'm sorry, Trev. I'm sorry, mate. Because you're wearing red and white and everything else, and the, uh, the whole. Thing. All I can hear beard. in my head is "Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus." <laughs> That's all I can hear. I just, I just finger licking good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, sorry, finger Fingers, What was your good. question, mate? I don't know. I'm still stuck on finger licking yeah. good. <laughs> um, I do miss that. Um, the other. Though, I must <laughs> the, 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 the last one was just uh, I, I was pushing forward to just finish up on this game because we really overshot it uh, ESR pushes forward um, and gets a great assist and this just cements the final point and we're talking about Odegaard how he's improving um, um, could there be a master pairing uh, Scunny uh, could there be a Perez Henri esque sort of pa- you know I, I know they're different style players but you, you, you get where I'm coming from I think we're in a great position at the minute with the, with the likes of Martinelli, uh, Erdegaard, Saka, Smithrow, all in them positions fighting for a place. We couldn't be in a better position right now as well, as Arsenal team. at the minute with these four young lads pushing for places uh, to get into the team and yeah. all of them trying to outdo themselves and 
they're all playing great so mm-hmm. it's only going to benefit us um to pick a team at the minute through them you know out of them for then you know I, I can't, you can't really do that at the minute because every game's different but i wouldn't take martinelli out of the squad i wouldn't take saka out of the squad i wouldn't take Erdegaard out of the squad i wouldn't even take esr out of the squad if i'm being honest but it, it you know unfortunately one of them has to get dropped and it, it could be you know you you'd be you're picking a name out of a hat who's going to be get <laughs> who just, gets taken out well, no, the they don't necessarily have to get dropped uh, dropped if you drop players and more senior players like right. like the likes of Shaq and so on. But yeah, it's listen, just I, if you drop Erdegaard back, I don't. You know, we had the discussion in the WhatsApp yeah. group that we're all in as well. I think if you drop Erdegaard back, I don't think you, it, it doesn't really work. He has done but... it before. It okay, it worked probably against Sunderland. You know, it's a lesser team, but I think against high, you know better, better teams in the. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Arnie wins um, Iceland's Got Talent oh. uh, comedian prize. Um, Arnie, he says, Scotty, if Trev was Santa Claus, he gets stuck in the chimney. And I reckon that's a chimney. See, of I, was, I was trying to be nice to Trev, you know, I was just complimenting the guy on his looks. But, you know, if someone wants to take that the other way, that's up to them. I'm not getting involved. Look, right. Listen, we <laughs> can't move on. We've got to go back to the ESL goal because it was, we've got to just cover it off quickly because it, it was a, it was a really, really clever goal. ESL showed his quality because. He won the ball. He won the ball. Lovely intercepted tackle. Won the ball. Slipped it to Odegaard. And he's off. Smith throws off. And unlike another player that I've just mentioned, I'm not going to play it, play, talk about it anymore. Odegaard didn't look sideways, didn't look back, looked up, looked forward, saw Smith Rowe going and just placed it. Smith Rowe yeah. didn't have to touch it. First time shot. It, was a, it didn't look a good goal. It didn't look a spectacular uh, goal, but it was a very, very good yeah. goal, Fergus. Because the easy, the easier pass, Trev, was to Martinelli, who was clear out, out, yeah. out on the, the right-hand side. So he, he made the harder pass. Listen, I want to finish on the Leeds game, because we, we did do a drunk uh, the other night in, um, <laughs> in, in, in Leeds. We tried to touch on it, and we had a, a bit of a sing-song with some other fans in the hotel. But I have got a couple of clips and photos that I've got to quickly show you. This was outside the away pub with the Ashburton Army. Uh, we didn't know we were playing in blue, so we got yellow flares out, and and uh, going yellows, yellows, and uh, not realising that Leeds would probably were. Bumped into some people. <laughs> Trev in row one. <laughs> so that was good. Uh, Trev and Terry and me and Potsy. Um, I, that don't happen. That don't happen often. <laughs> well, you bought him a beer, didn't you? You bought him a beer. That's why he'll smile. You know, it's a very rare occasion that you buy beer. So, you know. And mm. and I did like, I, I just like the old ground, the, the Leeds ground, and they'd... Um, Oh, Christ, I can't even remember the guy. Uh, Billy... Um, what's the name of the player? Billy Bremner. Yeah, the, the Billy Bremner um, statue out there and the, all the plaques. I, I just found it a bit classy, you know. Um, here he is. Here comes Father Christmas. Hey. <laughs> He's done it. Have you, te- you, you text on her, didn't you? <laughs> it's too small for me, Bill Red. <laughs> um, there, was, there was a couple of other little bits and pieces with myself and... Uh,
How's myself and Potsy? There's always uh, one person get... on the phone as well, isn't there? Oh no, it's horrible. In fairness, I didn't. I didn't do much of it because I, I don't like to. I like to watch the game. I was on about was a couple the of bits of one to grab. Let me have a look again. No, but you see the guy in the in the multicolored top. They see the guy in the multicolored top. They start singing that song, and and it just it just come back to to my mind. They start singing that song about um, Robbie Lyle, and I just got wound up with it. And I, I heard it so many times uh, at the pub uh, and everything. It was just repeated, repeated, repeated. And I know Robbie; he's no personal friend of mine or anything like that. But we know what he does, and uh, we know AFTV, etc. But I turned around to the guy and said, "Oh, so you know him then, do you?" And he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. And I said, what you you know he's uh, uh you know what you're accusing of being you you know you're, you're saying that you know that for a fact. I went, yeah. I said, oh right, okay, yeah. Cheers, thanks for that. And I turned back round again. I just stayed quiet. I turned around and said, I I won't use the swear words on here, but I said you're a bloody liar. I said, um, and that's wrong because how would you like if somebody accused you of being what what you're doing and saying but the the night went on um the night went on we um we we we, we started on beers then we progressed so here we are we're in a pub in the center of leeds fingers out just for lead judges on the on the half what 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 as lee would say but you know we're real men we've got um talascares Scotch whiskey. See you later. So Potsy can't hold his beer, so we've got spiced rum. Crack it. Pop the arse. There's no wonder you two share a room. <laughs> I'm not proud. We we didn't share a room, but we were checked in as a as a couple at, at first. What 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 um, what what? <laughs> what 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 what? I was taking the mick out of lead judges, but yeah. I'm not I'm not proud. But the thing is, an hour after that is when we done that podcast. So it was like oh uh, yeah. So it it wasn't great. Listen, last night, uh, Steve, uh, you you represented. Can't move on. No, you can't move on. Here we go. No, you can't move on because. You've talked about the fans, and you boys were brilliant, and the fans were brilliant, right? But it has to be said, right, that when I watched the game back the following day, the full game back on, on Sky that I'd recorded, the Leeds fans are very loud, very vociferous, and they're, they're always behind their team. But for half the game or even more, all you could hear was the Arsenal fans back in their team. 2,600 Arsenal fans, proud of every one of them. The atmosphere at away games has been amazing this year, and Leeds was right up there with the best of them. So, sorry, I can't move on, Fergus, without saying how good they were. And we've got to keep it up because it obviously lifts the players. You saw Gabriel when he come off and they were all they were all buoyed up, you know. We're doing a job and we're doing it well. Sorry, mate. I had got a video clip of um, uh, um, uh, Aaron Ramsdale coming up and uh, England, England's number one. And he's he's clapping the crowd as he does. And this is also another clip with the Leeds fans giving him so much abuse, which everyone will have seen on Twitter. But uh, we've got England, England's number one. And um, then he starts going, cupping his ear to us and then covering his mouth. And going, oh, am I going to be number one? And I just thought he, he, he gets the banter, something brilliant. Uh, Steve, you represented us yesterday at the Emirates Stadium. Um, you got your half and half scarf. And explain the reason why 
very right. briefly why you got a half and half scarf. So, so I did get a half and half scarf. So my great granddad played for Sunderland. I'm in Sunderland now. Um, this little chap next to me, my youngest nephew, he is a born and bred Mackham, um, but he's a gooner. So I had to get myself a half and half scarf to add to the three that I've got <laughs> on my wall at home, and I had to get him one. Um, but yeah, I my, my plan was for Christmas drive to Leeds, go to the Leeds game, follow on to Sunderland. But as soon as we got the draw, I was obviously hoping for a Sunderland away um, as I would have been up. But no, Sunderland at home. So I delayed my, my drive for a couple of days and, and had to go. So my we... first first Arsenal game was Arsenal-Sunderland in the in the same cup. So yeah, had to be done. And I met up with Lee so as well. Pe- all in. <laughs> uh, we had uh, Pep, Pepe and Balogun uh, started... Uh, uh, Pantino on the bench. Uh, you checked me on my Pantino <laughs> on the bench. Pantino. And 5,000 sun- <laughs> five- Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a difficult one, that one, Fergus. It's, it's no end. It's no, just, I, it's just more difficult. I, I, yeah, because I, I said Pancino, didn't I? I put a C in there or something like that. Cool. <laughs> you, said, you said Pantino. You got it wrong again. <laughs> uh, don't worry. Don't worry. You can't blame Trevor, Trevor, <laughs> Trevor, it's me and you. <laughs> we're uh, just going to mispres- <laughs> We're just going to mispronounce everybody's name. Panto. Um, so, uh, uh, Patina, let's move you back to where you were. Um, <laughs> Trev, Pepe and Balogun uh, get the start. Let, let's uh, rather than go line by line around the 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 the, the game. Um, Talk to me about Balogun. Balogun was given the opportunity uh, to have first-team football, albeit against League One opposition, but first-team football. Um, he had one game um, against Brentford and this game. He didn't... He, he For me, I watched it. I watched it with my daughter's partner. They arrived in from Germany um, in, over the last couple of days. And... Um, uh, we were watching it, and and we just said he he just looked like over old by it, and it seemed like he put himself under an awful lot of pressure, and he failed miserably in my view. What what, what did you think, uh, Trev? Yeah, I, I I agree, Fergus. And choosing my words, um, hang on a minute. Sorry, mate, I've got a cold. As you know. I've had to do just the same thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I've seen Balligan twice, three times this season now, and. Um, I'm not, he's, he's a young kid and he's got plenty of time to develop, but he's clearly, clearly not up to the standard we need um, at the present time in, in the Premier League or anywhere near it. He's, he's not good enough. Um, hopefully he'll develop. Um, yes, yeah, so so there you are. He needs to be sent out on loan or he needs to get lots of games in the under-23s and, and see where we go from there. But um, he's not good enough at the moment. Has Fergus gone for you as well, boys, or is... Uh, or is it me? Oh, Fergus. Yeah, is, yeah, it's just he's gone. gone, mate. But oh, I, I agree with you, Trev. Hold on a minute. Here we go. No, I, I agree with you, Trev. He is, uh, you know, he's had, he's had a couple of chances now and he just hasn't lived up to his his namesake like like he's been doing in the other under-23s. Yeah. Um, so for me, yeah, I think this loan, this talks about loan deal that's going to happen in January. I Need think it. he can't come quick enough. He does need it. I'm hoping it's to a, a championship side. Yeah. Or maybe a, another lower league prem team, but you know I, I can see it probably being out somewhere, you know, somewhere on in the European continent somewhere. Mm. 
the thing the thing with me and, and my my views on Balogun, obviously I've you know I've got a historic chubby for the kids. Um <laughs> yes, chubby for the kids. I know that in a whole lot about that like, one. <laughs> I like I like Balogun. Um but I said even when, when he made his debut in the Europa and he scored a couple of goals, he needs to be playing against men. Because you know, coming on and playing against farmers, literal farmers and dentists you know, like people are saying about Eddie last night, look at the level of opposition he's played against. Balogun has played against some of the lower league, Premier League uh, teams. He's played in the cup and he hasn't, hasn't set, hasn't, you know, hasn't, hasn't been as good as he's been for the under 23s. And, you know, again, historically I've stuck up for Eddie in the past. Um, my, my point, and, I, and I'll make a comparison between Eddie and Balogun Balogun looks like he has a lot more potential than Eddie and Ket- Eddie and Ketia does to be a top player. He's got pace, he's got the physicality. He does know where the goal is, but he's playing, you know, he's only scoring at under 23s. He's not converting that. At least with Eddie, he has shown that he's got that poacher's finish and the quality of the different types of finishes that he's pulling out the bag when he does play. But Eddie doesn't have the overall game. That, uh, not saying that Balogun had a good game last night because he didn't, he was poor. But Balogun tends, even in the under-23s, tends to have a lot more to his game than Eddie always did. Eddie had the finishing. He's a very good finisher. Um, but Balogun, yeah, 100% but, needs a loan yeah. and he needs to find his feet playing against men. And I think that's that's the most important thing for Balogun. Trev, looking at Pepe as an, another performance, Pepe... Uh, Paul Merson uh, said, I think on Sky Sports, that one minute he was a, an 8 out of 10. I think he was trying to be polite. And another minute it was 2 out of 10. Um, what did you think of Pepe's overall performance? Uh, I'm not a fan of Pepe. Uh, I've, I've never thought he's um, good enough. I think he's too one-dimensional. Although occasionally he does have a great shot. And he scored a goal with his with his, uh, his left foot. And it was a good goal. Um, and he gave a couple of assists. He had a good game against average opposition go on trev yeah you, you're right mate i mean i, I i'm not a risk of getting shot down right i'm not drawing too much from the, the player the players performances from last night individually pepe and ketia because we were playing against a league one team and not even a top league one team you know they're up there about but they're not running away in the league one so they're an average league one side and above average, above you know, average. We've, um, we've Eddie scored three goals, three good goals, but I've never seen him do it at the top level. Um, Pepe had a blinder, I thought, played really well, but not he, although his stats might tell you differently. When I watch Pepe play in the first team in Premier League, he lets me down every time. So I'm not drawing many comparisons from last night. I think it, what might be best to come from last night's game is the fact they've all got a run out. They've all they've all scored a goal. Any score three, and it might up their um up their confidence a bit, you know. And uh, going back to Balogun, Fergus. Before we move on, right? Balogun, I, I can't work Balogun out this season because you were there. We went, didn't we? Brentford away. He's starting the game, right? And we're thinking, wow, Balogun starting for the first team. We're going to see this lad buzzing around the field, wanting the ball, chasing people down, showing the young person's energy. I'm sorry, but we saw none of that. He's not. He wasn't even. He's not even getting in the games, you know. So he's got to improve. I can't see him doing anything other than going on loan. 
And to be really harsh, and this is harsh, I thought that the, the, the 11 or 12 minutes that uh, Patino was on the field last night, he showed more want and energy and chasing the ball down than I'm afraid Balogun did all game. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's how I saw it, mate. So Balogun needs, need, Balogun needs some help. I've no doubt there's a good player in there. I've no doubt there's a big goal scorer in there. But not yet. Not at Arsenal yet. We need to get there's him out. A, there's a real big aroma of Akpom around um, Balogun at the minute. You know, because mm-hmm. he was re- he was shame. brilliant under 23. And then he just never made it. And that's the, that's the issue that I've got with Balogun at the minute. Is 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 he going to be that kind of player? Where he's going to be brilliant for the under twenty threes, but when it comes to first team, he's just not going to cut it. The um, that's the but, issue but, I've got around him, and that's the aroma that's a, that's around him at the minute, and that's that's the problem with Balogun at the minute. So you know, it's just but, the way it, it was. Was it um, was it that he was played on the right? Uh, sorry, on the left, and Eddie was played through the middle because Eddie is more a poacher. Or was it more what Tony says? He just needed a rocket up his backside. Um, you know, and it's down to him and his attitude. Just, which do we think? Just I'm on that, with Big Tone again. I hate yeah. agreeing with <laughs> Martin Eddie. Exactly Martin Eddie has been playing on the left. He exactly, Steve. I was just going to make that point, mate. Mm-hmm. Great point. He was stuck out on the on the left heath. I agree, mate. I agree. But Martinelli's been stuck out on the left, and he's been banging them in for fun. And um, Smith Rowe's been playing out wide, banging them in for fun. So that's and where did Thierry Henry start? There you go. There Whoa, you go. let's left not back. let's not bring in that no, comparison. No, no, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. If you let's hold it, hold your horses there, mate. Hold <laughs> what it. I mean, hold the frog. I'm gonna. <laughs> what, I, what I mean oh, is, is gone for that. Yeah. <laughs> Good man, no, what good I mean, man. I'm not. I'm not putting him in that. But what I'm saying is, if you're a good, you know, if you're making that, if you wanted to, I know player, what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You're, you know, finding your time on the ball and taking on players. You're going to be able to find a bit more, a bit more space and a bit more, you know, time to find your feet playing just, just out in the middle. Um, and and and, yeah. and you, you, you touched on Henri and Martinelli and everything else. You, you look at that goal. Uh, was it against um, West Ham or was it against... Yeah, it was against West Ham. That just felt a Thierry Henry goal and I can see Martinelli improving, improving, improving. Um, the guy I want to uh, type of... Not quite finish on, but near enough finish on on this game is um, Eddie and Ketia. Mike, I'll, I'll start with you and Eddie. Eddie got a hat-trick, took the match ball away. Um, in the match chat, Trev uh, was saying he's... Um, He's not good enough for the Premier League, but and I I, I tend to agree. Um, and against the opposition we had, players look better than um, than they are. But boy, did he grab his opportunity and and, and make it difficult, and, and 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 scream out for like, right, give me a decent contract. Nah, no, um, I think Eddie. <laughs> you know, I've never been convinced by Eddie. You know, yes, he like you know, like Steve said before, he's been a brilliant under twenty three. He has scored goals as and when. I wouldn't say he's prolific. I don't think he is as that great. You know, for uh, for the first team. You know, I think last night, to be fair, I think that it's you, you don't really take. I wouldn't take too much from it. Like Trev, Trev said earlier on, just for the simple fact is, it's not. He doesn't do it that often. I think he is like someone just co- uh, made a comment there. Um, is a championship striker, 
I'd probably tend to agree with that. And, you know, you've got to look at it in this sort of sense. Eddie is out of contract at the end of this season. He's looking for a new team. He's got to show something for a new team. I think it would be daft to get him on another couple of year contract. I don't think it's just going to be right. I think, we, you know, sometimes you've just got to cut the cord, aren't you, and let go. And I think it's probably time for Eddie. See, I, I think it depends on the situation with Balogun and it depends on the situation with Lacazette. I think games like last night show why players like Eddie are valuable to a squad. Same with Elneny. And, and, and I, I, I said it in the chat and I got shot down. I thought Elneny was solid last night. I thought Elneny, and it's the perfect game for players like that when you don't want to risk a party, you don't want to risk, you know, Lukonga's out. Let's say let's say we would have started Ainsley Maitland-Niles and Partey. We didn't have to because we had Elneny. We, you know, I think there's certain players that suit a squad and Eddie, um, yeah, okay, the level of opposition was not, you know, was not top. And I don't think Eddie's overall game was fantastic last night, but in the box and the tight, apart from the, the finish that came off his knee from Rob Holden's head. You know shot, what I said? He finished so, like, two back heel, just knew where the ball was coming in, knew exactly where to place it and placed it well. And that's a skill that, most of our other forwards you, don't have. Steve, Steve, you know you, you know what I said? I said to Martin when I was sitting watching the game with him, he always ends up on the penalty spot. And that is, mm-hmm. as Tony said, a fox in the box. Yeah. Um, that is that is what he can be. You know, I, I don't think he's good enough quality. Uh, no. I don't think he'll make the grade. He struggled not, at not Leeds. Not where we uh, want to be. Due, 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 due to injury and everything else. But... Uh, uh, Tony talks about saying keepers a third choice, depending on squad and 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 so on. Maybe so. And now with COVID and and, and so on, I think uh, you know the the likes of Balogun may not go out and loan because you need to probably have fat in your squad, so you've got backups and so on. But it, but even um, then, for the here and right now, for the here and right now, it, like if we if we let's say Lacazette Martinelli is going to stay on the left, but Lacazette is out, Aubameyang is out. Out of the two strikers, I would much rather play the rest of the season with Enketia up top than Balogun. Just because and, and I said it I said it last season, um Eddie hasn't had a lot of game time with the likes of Erdegaard, Smith Rowe, Saka, his mates, who he's who he's who he played a lot of the under twenty threes with. He played with a few of them last night, got a hat trick. He played with them in the in the earlier rounds and he you know he, he got two in two. So I think I think that that says something I don't think he's he's good enough to lead the line for for Arsenal, especially not for where we want to be. If we if we're sitting there content with eighth, ninth, tenth, then maybe so. But it, but we're not, and we have to be striving for better. Um, but yeah, depending on the lacquer situation and the Balogun situation, I think as a third choice squad striker on twenty thirty grand a week, yeah, keep him about. But if he wants the minutes, then cheers, mate. See you later. Yeah, I, to- you got, I totally, you totally got, agree. You've got to look at it. You've got to look at it this way as well. We tried to get rid of him at the start of the season, and he didn't want to go. Because, you know, yeah, yeah, he didn't want to go. You know, for you know, for whoever whoever knows what reasons he didn't want to go. But we did try to, you know, it was it was ready to be sold. And then even now, I think to myself, just because he scored them three goals last night, I still don't think you know. I, I'm looking at completely different to you guys. I, I don't think it would work in against a Premiership team. You know, like someone said in the comments a minute ago, you, he's got. You know, he had a lot of time and space during that game. How much time and space is he going to get against a Premier League team? He's mm-hmm. not going to get that much at all 
And for the way we play in the Premiership, it's I don't think he's going to get any of that. You know, he's not going to get that sort of pass ranges and anything else yeah. in, in the Prem with with any right. of the team members that are in there with Erdegaard or thingy. And you've got to look at it this way as well. Even if Aubameyang is out, sooner or later he's going to probably come back into the squad because he's here for another year still. Even if he, if he doesn't get, nah, he's gone in January. He's gone in. He's gone in January. Yeah, but I'm just he's saying for argument, he'll go on loan or whatever. Sake, yeah, but for argument's sake, if he doesn't go, then you still got a Bamiang yeah. that can come back into the squad. We've still got Lacazette till the end of the season. If he doesn't go in January, we have got Balogun. You've got Martinelli who can play as a striker. You've got Pepe who can play, play as a striker. Okay, we don't rate Pepe, but we've got that option. Where's he gonna? Yeah. Where's he gonna fit in? I, I I think that's it. It's circumstantial with Eddie. I think if if the likes of Pepe, Orba, etc. Go, Eddie. Eddie may stay. Eddie yeah. may stay. And 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 Arteta's so, given him minutes, so I think I think he's within so, the plan. So so listen, Trev. To to finish this up, um, Eddie had a hat trick. Um, the only brain fart we had was a bit of a a defensive cock up a defensive joke with Cedric way up the pitch, Ben White way up the pitch, El Nenny in no man's land, Pepe trying to hold the midfield. It was a total joke that goal we conceded. Um and for a very brief moment I was thinking, right, we're two one and um this goes ninety minutes and then it goes penalties. And I started considering that for a very brief moment. But uh, we ended up um finishing it five one with um on the 79th minute, a, a lad who joined us when he's 12 makes a senior debut and he scores He scores a goal at 18 years of age. Um, talk to me about uh, this young uh, uh, Charlie Pantino, um, uh, whatever his name is. God, stop, Scotty. Just leave me alone. Uh, Pantino. Um, just, just, <laughs> no. <laughs> just no end. Yeah. It's uh, not a pun, talk to me, I guess. Talk to me about that. Oh yes, it is. And and stop, stop you two. You, you you've talked enough for a minute. Trevor hasn't talked, and he'll he'll chuck his toys out of his pram. You know what he's like. Um, he's talk to me about uh, his goal. And uh, currently at the moment, uh, West Ham are playing. Uh, Tottenham are playing West Ham. It's currently nil nil. But do you want um, do you want to reenact nineteen eighty seven semi final? Uh, no, I want to. Um... I want to talk about Patino and I want to I want to sum up what I see from last night, Fergus, right? In that we're Arsenal right now are an improve and we're not like a side that's ticking over anymore, or we're not like a weak side. We're a side that's got players that are improving all over the pitch, right? If you look at the Arsenal team that went out and played against Leeds, apart from probably Laka and Xhaka, all those other players are young and improving, yeah? So, from where I look at it, January is very important. We get a striker that improves us and we get a midfielder that improves us. And, and I can't see us looking back. I don't think Nketiah has shown me enough at this present time to say that he will improve our Premier League side. Balogun certainly hasn't shown me enough to say that he'd improve our Premier League side. But in the 10 minutes that young lad was on the field last night, I saw youthful exuberance, right? What two long words from me. Youthful exuberance from young Patino. And I've not seen that from Balogun. You know, so I've seen different straight away. And maybe he's the one that's going to improve us. So we, we've got to get him going, you know. But we are an improving side. There's loads of positives. Loads of positives, you know. And uh, it wasn't just, by the way, we can't just say that 
Eddie scored three goals, but but um, it, it'll only be an, ever be a, a player in, in you know for the lower teams. And we can't just say that Balogun didn't shine. I thought there was other players in the Arsenal side last night that clearly showed why they're not getting in the first team. I thought that Cedric was average at best. Holding. I thought that Holding was at fault for their goal. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not just the boys we've been talking about. There's a bigger picture, and so we are an improving side. We've got no, um, we've got no depth. And Arnie, we don't play Leno's son. Catch up, we play Ramsdale now, mate. Ramsdale plays in. Uh, do not start me on. Uh, do not start me on Leno. I'm just, I'm not going there because he done it again. He punched. He put. But Fergus, we've go sort on, go of gone down on it a bit. You know what I mean? And we should be boisterous tonight. You know, we've had a couple of really good wins. We, we, we've won last night, done all we can be asked to do. Our side are playing well, looking positive. You know, we've, we've said about this player ain't playing well, this player ain't good enough, this player. But we've got many, many more that are better and improving and going to take us. No, exactly in, in fairness, Trev. Away. In fairness, Trev, I, I, th- I, th- I think I think I think we we were quite upbeat. Eddie, we've said played really well. Pepe, we said played above his his standard. Okay, against uh, a different opposition. Um, you know. Um, Apparently it's pint of beer. Is that is that what is it? Pint of beer, uh, Pantino, whatever. I don't know. Um, he he had a great game, but I'm mean, given English lessons from an Iceland man, an Icelandic man. So thank you, Arnie. Uh, pint of beer, oh. as he a pound of beer. Um, is 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 the man gone forward? But yeah, you know, I think overall uh, it it was really good. Uh, we, we we've been upbeat about it, Trev. I I, I don't think we've been downbeat. You know, we haven't been downbeat, but we've spent a lot of time saying that we don't think certain players are ever going to be good enough. And, you know, over the last five minutes or so, and it needs to be said that we've got loads of players that are. And, and I, I, think I, I think, hang on, I, I think the only reason that we've done that is because those were the players that were playing. There was a lot of the younger players who were playing. So we were just like, they're given an opportunity to prove themselves. And, and, yeah. and, and we were just analysing them more than being negative. Look, the Arsenal Football Club have improved tremendously over the last uh, few weeks it's fits and spurts sometimes um and our fan base can be a bit fickle um you know if we play a top side uh, they they moan if we lose uh, we beat a top four side in west ham um and i didn't hear all those moaners coming out and said oh well actually i take it back uh, fair play um and then you you know we beat uh, some lower sides convincingly and everyone comes along and goes yeah but it's who you play so yeah we do, Trev do you, know, you want to do you want to go on no we, you're right Ferg I'm agreeing with you son I'm agreeing with you we do we are at a stage now where we do need a result against a Chelsea or a City or a you know or a Liverpool menu that would be the next step for me now because you know we're showing really good form against these other sides it'd be lovely to go out there and get a result against Man City on New Year's Day. Wouldn't that be lovely? I've still got my doubts we can do that. But, you know, that's the next step, Ferg. But we are heading in that direction from my point of view. You know, we're, I'm, I'm much more confident in what we're capable of doing now than I've been for a long time. OK, listen, um, the reason why Trevor is so zen and um, peaceful-like is, look at this. This is where he was this morning. I don't know who was taking who for a walk. Nancy is his dog who's eating half his house. And uh, he's on the beach 
in Lincolnshire walking down there. That's absolutely br brilliant. You know what? I think you've been blessed, Trev. You've been blessed by Father Fergus. Oh, and, my you know. God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 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 you, 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 know, you know what you do? If you know you're going to get attacked, <laughs> go in first. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that was funny. That was Listen, lovely. anybody on the audio? You know that. Go, go on. It was freezing cold this morning, but the dog had her coat on. I had my coat on, and me and the missus off we went. There was no one on that beach. It was clear and dry, beautiful, beautiful. I didn't even know the missus was taking that picture, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so pleased we've got a dog now. It's costing me a fortune in a new sofa every week. And, and and everything, and new slippers for the missus every couple of days. But I wouldn't change it. I, I... I reckon the missus was taking a picture of the dog's ass, not yours. Well, probably, yeah. I can't argue that point, yeah. <laughs> Scotty, uh, I, I, thank you for wearing the hat. Sorry, I, I, I didn't read my own memo. Um, I wish you, Jay, and all the kids a very merry uh, Christmas and a very happy and healthy um, 2022 and beyond. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, uh, thanks very much. Uh, have a good one, mate. Yeah, thank you very much, mate, and uh, all the best for you and yours, my friend. And yes, I do read the memos, uh, as you can see. It is an Arsenal one, so hey, it's got to be done, hasn't it? It's got to be done for a podcast. It, ha it has indeed. It has hey, indeed. Um, hey, up. Who says hey, up? Steve, um, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Keep it up. Don't eat too much turkey. Yeah, no, have, I, I can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know you can't. I know you can't. Um, I believe um, somebody wants to uh, say something. Uh, I don't know. Is it a Christmas greeting or whatever? Up the arse. Up the arse. <laughs> there we go. Good lad. <laughs> Steve, Merry Christmas to you and all yours, uh, both down south and up north. Um, yeah. And a very happy and very Cheers. healthy... Uh, 22 and beyond. Thank you, mate. And again, to all you guys, exactly the same. It'd be a good one. Um, Trev, go on. Uh, we're bound to have some sort of, uh, you know, Trev tangent alert or something like that. It's, <laughs> it, it's got to go. It's got to. It's got to go. So I'll just put you on screen. You can have a chat, and then I'll wish you a Merry Christmas and all that afterwards. Ferg, listen, right? It's. Uh, I've got not much to say apart from, I love you all. I love doing this. I'm so pleased you let me come on here regularly and you put up with me because I know I'm a pain in the ass. But happy Christmas and a happy New Year to everybody. I'm a very happy man at the moment. The Arsenal are playing well. I do this. We're all smiling. We're all happy. And I just want everyone to have a very Merry Christmas. And whether on social media, whether in real life, whatever, just be nice to people. I love being nice to people. I can be very, very controversial on social media. Me, you look at my Twitter, very controversial, but I'm never nasty. I'm never nasty. Be nice to you, people. It's Christmas. I love you, you Ferg. I love you, boys, as well. And uh, well, Merry Christmas. You did call Xhaka a dick. <laughs> well, he is. <laughs> <laughs> my, my I'm not saying you said be nice. I'm just saying, well, you did call Xhaka a dick. It, it was his attitude, you know, his attitude, <laughs> attitude. you know. I call my kids... Tangent kids alert. But I love them, really, you know. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas to you guys and everyone in the Trevor. chat, everyone who's listening and watching from me. Um, so, yeah, have a good one, guys. 
Yeah, Trevor, uh, as you know, uh, <laughs> we've, we've not been mates that long, actually. It, it's probably about three years. Yeah, I've already put that up. You're so behind. Now you've got a bit of control. Just keep an eye on the chat, mate, if you're going to put them up. Um, we, we, we've only known each other. He's cocky on social media. We've only known. We've only known each other about three years and we're introduced by Johnny from the North Bank. And uh, we've ju we just got on like a house on fire. I love doing this with you. Um, and if you come along and say you're not feeling well, I, I, go, I don't feel like doing it unless it's me and Trev. Me, Trev and guests. Um, and it, it's been absolutely thoroughly enjoyable. You know it what? started that hurts, off Fergus. before. That hurts. The no, no, hang on. doing this. I've been on. I hadn't finished. I hadn't finished. I hadn't hadn't finished because it did start, as you rightly said, after episode 90. I think we had about 90 episodes on audio, which was. Um, I remember your first episode was er, um, wasn't it called yeah. or something like that? And, and and look how we've all progressed. We've all done well. Big Steve's these come nuts. on. Um, <laughs> these nuts. <laughs> There's some some hilarious ones. We done the we done the Arsenal history ones. Um, yeah. Uh, awesome. sh shout out, shout out to Manny if he's watching. I know he he's disconnected from a lot of uh, the Arsenal stuff, mm. but you know, big shout out to Manny. Uh, to yeah. Max, uh, to Scunny Mike, uh, uh, to Scunny Mike and Boston Ozel. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I had to carry on with this, Scunny, sorry. <laughs> to Boston Ozel and everybody else who's been involved over the years. Johnny from the North Bank. I wish you and everybody else who, who, who listens to us uh, a very Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, um, and be healthy and uh, enjoy the time with your families, which is the most important thing. We didn't have it last year. Um, I remember doing these podcasts last year and it was not the best time of my life. Um, and I just... Uh, uh, I just I, I wish you all the best on that note guys before it gets too emotional and everything else uh, and Trevor just like wakes up or are you dead Trev? <laughs> no no he's muted he's not dead he's just muted oh, I'm not, sorry I'm just watching on the telly then Tottenham had just scored that's why I was uh, like yeah, uh, okay, and 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 Liverpool are losing two one to Leicester. Two one, they yeah. were two 0 down at one point. So, right, guys, um, thanks very much. Uh, we will speak to you um, in between Christmas and New Year. We might do one of these phone in ones that we done the other night when we were very drunk, and we might even be drunk midday or whatever because it's Christmas. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, <laughs> up the arsenal. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.